Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel. What a great show we've just been listening to down on Parliament Steps where there's a, a 10-day vigil going up to the uh, state election for uh, against the uh, sell-off of public housing. And, of course, next week it's also live from the steps. So go down there anytime. Uh, be part of uh, something that's important. And uh, But we're now we're going to move on to looking at uh, the Australian film industry. First up... We're going to be talking to uh, Heath Davis. Are you there, Heath? Thank you for having me. Nice to be on the program, Annie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, the reason why I'm talking to Heath is because he's got a film that's showing on at the Nova at the moment called uh, Book Week, which I had the pleasure of seeing. Uh, This is your first major feature, isn't it? Uh, Actually, well, um, it's the second. I made a film in 2016, Broke, that... uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was a limited sort of release. It was more about uh, a rugby guy. So, um, oh no, um, are yeah. you the person? Yeah. And it had uh, um, I've seen that film. It's yeah, uh, Steve Lamarck one, and uh, yeah, he played a sort of former. Uh, that was a very good film. Yeah, I didn't know that you. was yours. That was me. Yeah, but um, that film sort of yeah it was about a, a former rugby star who sort of succumbs to a gambling addiction, and it was sort of. I get, didn't uh, play that extensively in Victoria because he was sort of uh, an NRL player. So, uh, but this film is going wide across the country because it's uh, a bit more accessible and it's a it's a comedy of sorts, a black comedy. <laughs> it, is, it is actually, and, and now that I realise you were the person who made that film, and I apologise for not no, doing okay. my research properly. <laughs> um, uh, it, Book Week and Broke have two things in common, and one of them is. Uh, the uh, superb and quite integrated script, the writing, the dialogue, everything about it is was uh, you have this great ability to create time and place. What's that oh, all well, about? Oh well, thank you very much. Um, well, a lot of my favourite sort of writers do uh, as well, and uh, I'm a big believer in writing what you know. Um, and the things that I'm writing are kind of yeah, very much about who I am at the time and at the place. So it's sort of um, yeah, it comes from your soul, I guess, and that sort of through uh, lots of pain and suffering infuses through your fingertips and onto the the keyboard. Or I still start start with a, a pen and paper, and that's my process. But yeah, there's a I guess a social message to to my films, but they're very timely and they're sort of uh, I guess little commentaries of the modern world and and how we uh, you know and, and how we are living at this uh, in this day and age. The uh, other common um, denominator are very good actors, very good Australian actors. 
Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't answer why they want to work with me. I just sort of mm-hmm. uh, I write these uh, roles that um, I think they're quite three-dimensional and quite fleshed out on a page, and actors sort of like to find juicy material, um, and my films are so far on low budget, so they wouldn't work without good performers. So, But, you know, often um, actors, I think there's two, there's performers, and performers are divided into two, I think, to me. Um, you've got stars or, you know, celebrity, and you have actor, and I've never really cared too much for the, the you know, the star element. I've always gone for actor, and often the actor um, doesn't have the profile of the star and so when you actually approach an actor and you're serious about your craft and you've written something that has something to say and they sort of connect to that um, and a real actor just wants to perform and they often do theatre for not a lot because that's where the best writing is. So, um, yeah, I've been very, very lucky because the reason why the, the films are, are good is, you know, a lot to do with good performers and as a boy, I always used to go to the films for the play, the characters, and the people playing those characters. So yeah, that's always sort of been um, my approach to the filmmaking. Well, there's another thing that um, uh, we should tell people that uh, the uh, book week is around a fictitious high school book week. Uh, traditional, you know, every year they do a book week and uh, trolley it out and do their various things, but it uh, focuses on a fellow who. Uh, in his youth or relative youth, uh, writes a book which gets give, makes him a bit of a uh, local celebrity and then has long years of writing nothing and uh, <laughs> and shows complete contempt for his role as an English te- teacher at the high school. And, in fact, this is a fantastic study of a person being... Uh, bad or rotten or irresponsible and at every step you think he can't get worse and then you do this fantastic thing where he's even worse. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, goes against uh, convention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I like to subvert things. And When you're making tiny films, you know, you, you've got to be original and fresh and true. Truth, like any good artist seeks truth and that's one of the reasons why I'm a, a, the performers you know, that I sort of gravitate to the material because they see that sense of truth because we live in a world where, you know, the uh, artificial is just endorsed daily. So to, to seek that out, uh, most artists are in there trying to discover some form of truth. And, yeah, and that, that can be confronting at times. Not everybody, um, not every artist as well, um, is a good person. They, they can be very selfish in their pursuits and get lost in their entitled sense of self. But that often becomes this frustration and... Um, that all manifests in many ways in this film and, and in comedic ways as well. But um, he's very true, whether you like the lead, the protagonist or not. He's, he's a hybrid of a lot of people um, that I've come across from not just teaching, but just from artistic pursuits and, uh, in many forms. Yeah, so, the, the, this yeah. idea that if you're a creative spirit, you're allowed to be rotten. Yeah, it's funny, you know, like on a low-budget <laughs> film... Uh, you get criticised a lot for having a sort of anti-hero or somebody who's a bit of a command journal. And people throw around the term unlikable. And some of my favourite characters are completely unlikable, and even in Hollywood films. But, you know, I even watched The Star is Born the other day just for something, you know, to do. I heard it was good, and I gave it a chance. And I'm like, well, this character, both of them are very unlikable. Yet <laughs> everyone's loving this film and loving them. 
But if you take that dynamic on a small budget film and cast a real person without all the celebrity elements to it, becomes confronting because it's real. It's almost like if it's artificial, it's okay. Um, but if it feels true and you can connect to it emotionally, not okay. So. That, that's probably the uh, reason for why porn works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's probably so. another discussion. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, something I wanted to ask you about uh, and uh, doff my hat to is uh, the incredible uh, um, – Set design and uh, the use of uh, – and the uh, credits as you go in to the film, uh, how yeah. beautiful and oh, Im- absolutely pa- um, perfect pitch in regards to the books and uh, the look of the place where this yeah. is all happening. It really is like a high school without any glitz. Yeah, well, it's um, – you know, it's, this is all – a lot of pre-thought, a lot of directing – uh, happens before you're actually on a film set. And, um, yeah, the young directors, I tell them that. It's about the organisation and the pre-thought and a lot of the time that you have in your head. And as a writer-director, you get a lot of that time. And I was writing these scenes in the actual locations I was sitting in at the time, and I was just determined for that sort of truth to film in these locations. And it just so happened to be that yeah, I knew the people and I knew that world, and on our low budget, I could pull in all those favours and shoot in that area. So... Um, that all started, uh, you know, from the get-go. So the landscape and the background and the character was sort of a character in the screenplay. And I was really adamant about this, our colour scheme, where this scene's going to take place, how this is going to play, because um, I was just experiencing that and I needed it to be as accurate as possible. Obviously, in a you know, a story that's mostly fictitious. Um, but, yeah, then that brings a sense of... You know, identification and audiences can identify with that, and then they're compelled, or you're halfway there. And um, yeah, so it's it's not easy, but there's a lot of pre-thought coming into that because we don't have the budget to, you know, build these sets or anything. But and the opening credit sequence was important. We did get a bit of post funds, and I was like, this needs to be a preface to the rest of the film and play like a book. And lots of the times in Australian films, the credits are boring. We just have the traditional white and black that, um, you know, and that's an aesthetic that helps established the tone of the movie from the very beginning. So, yeah, there's a lot of pre-thought into that. It was quite poetic. It was shockingly accurate. I was quite impressed. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, um, sometimes it actually confronts people because we don't get, as I said, you know, go back to that whole idea of truth. You make something and people connect to it on an emotional level. That doesn't happen all the time. We live in this, you know, iPhone world where we hardly even speak to people and look at them in the eye when we have a conversation. Most of it's done with our thumbs and, phone so when you actually make something um and they go out to see it um and it's personal like this um it's really sort of confronting and even with little kids i mean this is a film really about a teacher and adults but (laughs) they're connecting to it because um they're not used to seeing something like this and i'm like what do you mean and they're like well it's it's really real it's truthful i i know these people and it's um having some really profound impact on them because usually they're just People watching, you you know, they're watching Marvel or something and they're not used to sort of personal pain. Yeah, so it's been a really fascinating process. And I, and I must say that uh, just uh, I'm not the, uh, all the all the performances were great, but uh, the headmaster, uh, Tivioli uh, Mora, was... Ah, he's great. He's just unbelievable. He's always great. Um, you know, I always say... Use your eyes. You get this <laughs> gift, and he can just blink, and people laugh. I know. 
Yeah, but you know, he says uh, that truth again. You sort of connect to him, and he's got this world weary look, and um, you know, in the right context and the right scene, and he's just a really great talent. Um, but uh, yeah, he can you know elevate a elevate a character or elevate a scene, and you know, a lot of directing's casting too. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, how did uh, it's a low budget film, but how did you get your funds? Uh, well, um, we I'm broke. I got some money back. Uh, we made a bit of you know the low budget film. When I, of a low budget film in many ways is they're <laughs> low, so it doesn't take a lot to make a profit. Um, so I got some funds back from that. We crowdfunded again, um, and that was a really great process because we invited the whole town of the Blue Mountains in and. People got, you know, really supported by it. And so, it was, yeah, it was crowdfunding and just some private investment and we got it in the can. And um, and then we took it to Screen Australia when it was completed, uh, the first edit, and uh, they really connected to it. And so we'll thank, luckily, uh, yeah, they supported and gave us some completion funds. So that And that allowed uh, music and great titles and all those things that you sort of have to beg, borrow uh, and steal when you don't have the funds for post. So, um, and and that sounds important on a movie, and that often lets down low-budget films, um, design and things like that. So, yeah, you know, hopefully the next film doesn't have to be so hard because you don't have the, you know, the funds and cash. There's a lot of sweaty investment and favours and, you know, just so many moving parts in a movie. But um, everyone's really enjoyed the process. It's been really sort of a beautiful thing. And we're getting it out there, and audiences are liking it, so I just... You know, urge everyone to get to the Nova while they can it's now in Geelong, and um, yeah, spread the word. It's out across Australia, and yeah, and it, it's good and it's funny. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's very it refreshing is. to go to the movies and laugh. I've yeah. done that in quite some time, and also uh, it's very Australian. It is without it's being in the bush, without being in the bush, and without being without a dog, without a dog, and it's um, it's kind of not the what I call the meat and two veg Australian films that have just become the stereotype stuff that's um. You know, we we often retrash many many decades ago. So yeah, it's um it's a bit of a breath of fresh air, but very Australian. So yeah, hopefully um yeah we everyone who hasn't seen it will get out and give it a go. Thanks very much for talking to me. Great to have you. Uh, great to be on the show. Cheers. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. And you're back with me, Annie, on Showreel. And uh, yes, Book Week is amusing. And if you ever get a chance to see Broke, uh, that's actually a very good film. Very good film. Uh, a very heartwarming film. Very uh, Australian film. Uh, and in the studio now, we've got uh, Stephanie, who's from a thing called Fierce Mild, which is going to be on Thursday, the 22nd to the 24th of November. Stephanie, it sounds really fantastic. Are you a musician? Uh, no, I'm not a musician. I'm, I am, a, uh, I guess, an artist and filmmaker. Ah. Um, but I am a member of the band, so we are an audiovisual band. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is a really, this is one of the reasons why we've got Stephanie here, because this is a, a melding of uh, the atmospherics of music and the atmospherics of uh, virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> so sort of, I guess, um, yeah, that, that thing of bringing, I guess, trying to expand what music is. And um, yeah, well, that's very much what the band does, I guess. We sort of always try to push boundaries of what, what music can be so this is the next level we're always about trying to create an immersive experience with the shows um and so I do live visuals with that and do like a three channel projection and now we've sort of I guess made it a 360 projection in a way yeah yeah fantastic so it's part of music week yeah and it's going to be on at the courthouse in north melbourne yes uh and explain to them because I've read what how it's you know if you're a person who goes to this event mm-hmm. tell tell them what they expect could should could expect. expect. Well, I don't want to say too much actually, but I will. No, I'll, the, yeah. the practica- no, no, the, <laughs> the practicalities. The practicalities, yeah. So I guess um, it's a film. So it's kind of, I guess, a music video for one of our songs. Um, so I made the film. But it's not an audi- audience experience, an individual It's an individual experience. experience. Yeah, so it's two bit. at a time, but um, you don't kind of interact with each other. So you're kind of in a solo world um, and you won't see any of the members of the band. Um, and then you'll but watch... But it's live music. Live music. So you watch, a, I think it's about a 13-minute film. Um, and while you're watching the film, the band performs an extended version of the song live um so the whole time the song's there (laughs) or the music and then there's sort of other elements that of like touch taste smell and temperature and things that we sort of do you simulate that yeah (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like an immersive theater almost with um while you're watching a film you're part of the theater show and there's music (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. How long did it take uh, take to get this to together? Um, I think it was like the first time I'd ever done, I guess, sort of 360 film. So I had, we had to learn the technology, um, which was really fun because there's sort of not much out there about uh, how to make that sort of thing. No, no, so, it's, it's there's been a variety of things like uh, Acme's been doing stuff there and yeah. there's been a studio around here somewhere that's oh, been right. doing stuff, you know, a shop front where you can yeah. go in and sit down and be – and there's about a 15-minute and there's been a variety of different films. But, yeah. Because um, I've been watching out for this. That's why yeah. I saw your stuff and I thought, oh, wow, this is taking it to some sort of other level. Yeah. Um. But uh, that that technology that you've had to learn, how did yeah. you learn it? Um, uh, experimenting. So this film to me is really just, it was just sort of done as an experiment. So now I'm like, oh, I want to do something way more elaborate. But um, yeah, so I purchased a 360 camera um, and then it was really interesting um, and difficult, I guess, to Because it's work a mind out. thing, isn't it? Yeah, like how... It's like doing animation. It's like all very well to talk about doing animation, but you have to yeah, think it. Yeah, it was... Well, because it, it's sort of... You have to think in a flat way, but the actual footage is sort of round. And Yeah. Uh, but um, so it was, it was really fun. Um, Troy, another member of the band, and I sort of went out and started filming. And we had to figure out how to, like, make... Um, the camera like a point of view because you're the character in the film so there's like a, a part where you're driving a car and um yeah literally we're like how do you place someone in a car to drive and um sort of just experimented and ended up using a mannequin 
um, like the body of a mannequin attaching the camera to the neck, sort of in a really dodgy like duct tape and coat hanger situation. It worked. worked. And then um, Troy actually had to put his arms... So he sat in the back seat. So you had seat. to have a pretend, uh, a real, uh, a real arm. Yeah. So he would place yeah. his arms sort of around the seat. So he would squat down in the back and yeah, have his arms around and drive the car on this like country road, <laughs> which was very, very dangerous. Um, but yeah, fortunately there were like, there was no traffic and yeah. And you got <laughs> away survived. with it. Yeah. You got away with we it. We did. And yeah. that sort of leads into the subject matter that you chose to do. It, yeah. it, it, did you choose to do this because uh, you chose to do, uh, it, well, it's a dystopic, what it's called is a dystopic version of a, a country Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that's sort of it's sort of very ingrained in the music. Um, so we actually shot it in Linton near Ballarat and Horsham. Yeah, um, so, oh, Horsham's yeah. a great place to sh- uh, talk uh, yeah. about this topic. Well, I, think I mean, was, I mean the environment. It, don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't bring in anybody from Horsham. Yeah. And well, say, Troy, um, our frontman, is actually from Horsham, uh, so, so he it's knows very, it very connected well. to the music. Yeah, and so we went to the um, little desert and shot some yeah. of the beautiful the, place. Yeah, yeah, it is, and incredible on like particularly when you can view it in 360 as well. Wow, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's quite extraordinary. So so this was a big learning experience for yourselves. Yes, yeah. Uh, why did you choose the subject? Was that uh, because of Troy? Was that something – or is it because it was uh, empty space, a good experiment for point of view? Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, like I'm from rural Victoria as well, so mm. I don't know why. I just always end up wanting to shoot – like these landscapes, these barren landscapes of sort of that. Explaining yeah, your past to yeah. people in the city. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, I love that sort of placing. I love environment like stuff where you just see, you know, particularly cinema that focuses a lot on the environment and that sort of puts you in the psychology of somewhere. Um, so I guess, yeah, I work very closely with Troy um, to sort of replicate the music visually. And we sort of just came up with the, the story um, and figured out, yeah. So how, you had to come up with a story. Yeah, we, we wrote a script, um, a kind of script, but it was also kind of like we wrote it. It wasn't just the narrative. There was all the components, like the musical component and then the, I guess, ah, right. the interactive component as well. So, yeah, we, we wrote a, a sort of narrative and then from there kind of figured out how we'd we'd make it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing to do. Uh, actually, you should think about looking into the um, Morden, um, the ACME does a, a scholarship type arrangement with okay. this thing called the Morden Foundation. Oh, right. So yeah. look it look up. Look it up. Yeah, Because it's exactly what they're doing, virtual okay. reality. I spoke to someone who recently won that and oh, right. she was talking about this type of stuff too, but it has a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when people go there, only two people can be there at the same time. Yeah. And obviously people need to book. Yes, you do. Um, so you can go to the Melbourne Music Week website, and I think we're in the Self Made series, um, or you can go to our Facebook page, which is the band Fierce Mild, um, and all the information's there. And I would stress people book ASAP because it's booking out. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah, me because yeah. it's, it's it's such a – a phenomenal thing to be doing. Yeah, and it's also very limited. Like we've yeah. pushed as many shows as we can do. So, yeah, yes. when they sell out, they'll sell out. They'll yeah. sell out because yeah. the days are the 22nd to the 24th. So that's yeah. two days. 
And there's three, three days. days yeah. Three days. And so for you as a musician, uh, how is – I don't even really understand how the technology of virtual reality is related to the viewer. How, how does that work? Because you have uh, you have um, eyepiece and yeah. So you have a um, a uh, like a, a, a headset he- on yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, it's sort of connected to the the film. We we show that via wireless and and, and that streams through yes. uh, the internet effectively. Oh, well, yes, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Three D. Uh, so you know the product that you've got yeah uh, that you create it, it since it's digital. Can you rearrange the components? Uh, sorry, what do you mean by that? Like, well, you know, like with sound, yep. once you take the sound, the only re- only way you can actually change those formats is by doing, you know, several tracks and then rearranging them together. Oh, I get you, yeah. Or um, is it a complete item? No, it's a complete item um, at the moment. And I've just sort of created it as a film, essentially, and exported it, and then we stream the film. Um, mm. But I have all the... I guess, the animation components and the layering of stuff because I actually incorporate some of my video art as well. So it's quite an abstracted film. <laughs> yeah, um, mm, This yeah. is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I mean, ideally it'd be great to do it sort of live as well, Have like be able to perform some of it live, I think. I don't know if the technology's there. I'm not – I well, actually don't know technology step. very well. We've got well, But that's member. the next step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, thank you for coming in and talking to us about it, Stephanie. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. What a fascinating show we've had today. We spoke to uh, Heath Davis from Book Week. Go and see it. It's at Nova. Uh, if you uh, can uh, quickly get in to Fierce Mild, which is Thursday 22nd to the 24th of November, courthouse in North Melbourne, and uh, have a fully immersive um, experience, you'll be extremely lucky Coming up next is uh, Published or Not. I mean, you might hear a little bit more of these uh, Burundi drummers because it's so fantastic. Uh, It's called Australia, Uh, another version of Australia. Fierce Milds are potentially offering you a completely different one.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.